Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. After the completion of their quest, our heroes have been rocked by news of the death of Juniper. Reginald and Quinny sent the Horde back to their hellscape and found a planeswalker to bring them to hell itself. Meanwhile, Juniper, damned to hell in a surprise twist, joined Farthole's resistance movement. Can our heroes survive fighting Manny in the circle of hell he lords over? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Once upon a time, in Old West Faerun, once this land must have been fertile, there must have been trees and grass and all manner of living creatures, but that time has come and gone. Now it's just a dusty shithole with a burning hot sun <laughs> high in the sky, a wind that is in equal parts warm and somehow gritty. Uh, that just manages to to become the worst part of coming home from the beach just everywhere all the time. Um, a land of uh, desperate people and desperate times, and uh, admittedly a few rays of sunshine, metaphorical ones. There's a lot of literal sun, as we've established. Um, but it's a much different land uh, than uh, the one that, that we know, uh, at least some of us. That said, it's also a land of opportunity. It's a land of, of desperate people looking for second chances. And Sheriff Quinney, today might just be that day. Because after uh, some time uh, being the uh, sheriff of sorts of uh, the town of Tomb Slab, you might have finally found your ticket out of here. Get that, uh, that heavy price uh, off your head that uh, you've been keeping tucked carefully under your, your cowboy hat uh, because out here in the blasted desert amongst the cow skulls and tumbleweeds and bandits and criminals, you found Red Reggie Tingler, the son of the meanest son of a bitch Old West Faerun has ever seen, which is true of many mean son of a bitches, but this, you know, everyone is the worst one until the next one. Uh, and remarkably... You found Red Reggie Tingler unarmed, kind of burnt up, weirdly soggy, and in the middle of the desert, which to you sounds like a pretty fucking good meal ticket. You might just be able to buy your way out of this town after all. You'll just need to convince your deputy that it's worth turning him back over to the bad guys. But you can deal with that soon. She's a little ways back. You're on your own as, as you approach, uh, approach him on your pony. And... Um, he, uh, he looks up uh, and he looks around uh, a bit confused. Sheriff Quinney, uh, what do you look like in this, this realm? Um, Sheriff Quinney um, wears a, uh, a long coat. He's still a halfling, so it's a long coat on him. Uh, so he's got his duster. <laughs> he's got his duster. Uh, and uh, I think in keeping with his usual attitude of being kind of like a too cool guy. He's got a black hat on, uh, but he's got a, he's got his sheriff badge prominently displayed. Um, black vest, a white shirt, white cotton shirt under that. Um, and uh, black slacks and, uh, and brown uh, uh, leather uh, 
chaps, like riding chaps. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and I assume pistol on your hip. Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, a uh, a revolver that um, is oddly like tinged blue, mm-hmm. um, with some kind of uh, sort of like uh, you know like Jack Frost. The the lore is that he like draws on your window kind of thing. It's that mm-hmm. kind of like Frost drawing on the uh, on the on the grip on the handle of nice. the. Uh, of the pistol. It's kind of like etched in revolver. Yeah. Etched in. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. So um, as we established in our epilogue from quite some time ago, uh, butthole, you awoke uh, in this desert uh, wet and confused. Cause you, you assumed you'd be back in hell, uh, but you found a, a hell of a whole different sort. And uh, Quinny, who was just ridden up mysteriously with both of his eyes, but that, that same beautiful grin, uh, but also your friendship scar is not there, which is a little concerning. Uh, it's just informed you you're an old West Faerun. Wait a second. So, Quinny, like, did you die too? Because I, I really wanted to get past the crack and just, it's like, me a hero. You're going to do great. How's it car doing? Where did you get that hat? Boy, Red Reggie, it sounds like you have quite a story to tell, don't you, friend? Wait, and with that, you clap the shackles on yeah. him. <laughs> why don't you come on back? Why don't you come on back to the station with me and you can tell that story behind a comfortable set of bars? Well, I feel like we're getting up to the wrong foot here. My name's Butthole. Uh, I'm the king of <laughs> a cop. Yeah, and the leader of House Farch. Uh, and you are my court jester, so I don't know why you're wearing this outfit. I mean, listen, I'm embarrassed that apparently I died saving you. And came all the way here to heaven. But just like I thought, heaven is too hot, I'm very wet, and it sucks here. So what can we do to just go to hell? Uh, You are manacled as you're uh, saying this, and then a lead is drawn, a rope lead is drawn from your manacles uh, up to and onto Quinny's saddle, and he ties it around that like weird like knotted thing at the front of the saddle. I'm sorry, everyone who knows what that is. Good old Um, saddle knob. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Quinny just says, <laughs> I'll bet you'd like that. Me, your jester. Well, all right, come on. Let's do some walking while we're talking. And I'll just like, you know, like get the horse to kind of What's, uh, what's the name of your you. horse? Uh, <laughs> Goblin Jr. Great. Um, so uh, the horse is like, snarf. Um, and uh, begins to, to happily um, uh, clip-clop away. Um, butthole, as confusing as this is for you, um, you're also so fucking rough right now. Um, oh, yeah. Um, you're, you think you're dead, but being dead hurts a lot more than you thought. Um, uh, your skin is burnt with acid. And I mean, admittedly, you've been burnt up before. So like you get this, this but your armor is gone. Uh, your equipment is gone. You're just like basically wearing like burnt up undergarments. I imagine you have like a singlet and, um, I know. Does Butthole ever wear underwear? Or is he just like a uh, let him fly free? I worry I feel, with all the armor and the clankiness that you know could really. Yeah. See, your- I feel like he'd have to wear underwear, otherwise his twig and berries could get caught and yanked around wanna, by metal. You want to so, clip something? Yeah. yeah. I think I what you're probably seeing in the desert is just like melted pieces of armor just fall. Like if you pan over the ground behind him, there's just different plates of mail that just <laughs> fall off. And then I feel like he's he'd end up almost in one of those like raggedy underwear things that you see in like it's like a breaking bad scenario. He's right. Brian okay. Cranstoning. It's torn. It's not a good look for him. Yeah. 
Um, great. So um, with that, um, with uh, uh, Goblin Junior um, happily pulling uh, pulling the way, um, you begin the long, slow trek. Uh, and as is the way in all great westerns, uh, the camera cuts to a long shot of the the frontier, the plains, as uh, you know, there there are flat cliffs in the distance and blazing sun overhead. Single tumbleweed blows past as we watch your silhouettes. And in front of us on the screen, the title hits to the sound of a wow, 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 but an off-brand <laughs> one that we can afford. Yeah. Red, <laughs> dumb, redemption. Uh, that's mostly just for you, the listening and viewing audience. The characters don't see it because it doesn't exist in their world. Oh, it's really weird that this world has giant words sometimes. Man, he's so delirious. Um, so, <laughs> uh, mixing my metaphors entirely, um, uh, Ryan, you can think of this this long walk as um, sort of like ashes shuffle at the beginning of Army of Darkness, where it's like you're falling through a portal, you're being dragged along, Um Last thing you remember is like the joy of of um, like kind of the ecstasy of of all of the the beans exploding and kind of the I nailed it. It was yeah. great. Um, how what do you think's running through Butthole's head as he's as he's being pulled along? Because I think you pretty quickly realize that uh, yeah, he in no mood to talk. Uh, also, I think you've got some sh- like shit to sort because like your mom just died. You like sacrificed yourself for your friends because you lost all purpose. Like. A lot of shit's happened. Also, chronologically, I should point out that this is a while ago in our chronology. This is yeah, this literally once upon months. a time. This is, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I imagine he probably put together because he's not. I mean, he's dumb, but he's not stupid. So yeah, like, yeah. he probably put together over the walk. He has seen multiple dimensions. Clearly, this isn't heaven because in Butthole's world, heaven has harps and clouds, and it's really boring because everyone's sober and no one makes out, which means, like, why even talk to someone if you don't get to say hello? Um, So I I don't think he'd put together much more than that, but he'd be like, okay, new dimension, I'm a train wreck, but primary goal is, like, get back to his world like i feel like he doesn't have because for him i think he he'd be like alan being confused about what world to be on is still very recent for him mm-hmm. and he has none of that confusion. <laughs> it's like this everything's hot it stinks already i, I don't i don't like this quinny is still kind of cute though so like maybe if he can get this quinny to go with him like there could be like a love connection quinny that he doesn't have to like you get like a Menasha quinn maybe yeah, well, also, like, he doesn't have to risk a friendship. Like, this could be a different Quinny where he could, like, really take a chance. <laughs> oh, my God. And- I miss Butthole so much. <laughs> Welcome yeah, back, I- everybody. It's Butthole Fart. Oh I God. feel like he's almost oblivious to the fact that he's chained and tied to the horse. Like, he's managed to convince himself that this is just a walk with a friend. <laughs> All right, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, uh, as uh, sweet viewers and listeners um, and cast... Uh, Obviously, these characters uh, have existed in Old West Faerun for a while. Um, so there will be things on their minds as well that will be gradually unfolding as we go. Um, on that note, uh, Tyler, um, the uh, uh, the Tingly Boys, uh, the uh, the gang that uh, is, is one of the many who have been um, uh, sort of uh, harassing uh, you for a while, admittedly, um, they haven't found Tomb Slab. You've been laying low as as Sheriff of Tomb Slab, so that's been pretty great. Um, but uh, you know that they've they've been sighted nearby. They're definitely in the area, in the vicinity. 
uh, which has been uh, has become um, quite a bit of uh, a point of uh, concern and contention. Um, now, your deputy is uh, a bit more of a law and order type um, who really uh, wants the best uh, for Tomb Slab. Uh, she admittedly wasn't um, ever an official part of uh, of the sheriff's office, but kind of became an inadvertent deputy when when the sheriff disappeared, uh, and uh, was just there in town and greeted you warmly as a sheriff when you arrived. Um, so she might not be as into the idea of giving a, a notorious outlaw back to his own gang to curry favor. Um, how do you think you're going to try and spin this uh, to your deputy? Um, I think I'm going to appeal to her pragmatic side. I think I'm going to attempt to convince her that we can't, you know, we're, we're, we're too small time to, Mm -hmm. to take the tingly boys down head on. And with this bargaining chip, we can perhaps come to an, a more amenable agreement. Very cool. Love it. Yeah. Very Western. I like yeah. it. Um, amazing. So you're you're running through this plan as um, you kind of move into um, sort of one of those low-laying canyons where you've got kind of the large, um, flat-topped rock formations on either side. Um, again, not like a, a proper um, canyon, but uh, just enough that there's there's a, a bit of shade, um, uh, you know, a trickle of water. The water is becoming increasingly rare around these parts. Got some mesas and some buttes. Yeah, the there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mesas and buttes as far as the eye can see. Um, uh, largely because you've just ridden in between them, so that's kind of what, what you got. Um, and uh, as you enter it, um, you see a site that's, that's all too common, uh, which is your deputy... Um, stopping to lend a hand. Uh, and um, up ahead, um, you see uh, an overturned cart um, that your deputy is getting kind of back, just is is in the process of like sliding the, the wheel back onto. Um, and there's a, a mother and her young daughter um, as well. It's just like a truly, truly like worn out looking donkey uh, pulling this cart. Um, and uh, you see uh, Sheriff's Deputy Moss uh, Moss, uh, you wheel yourself over uh, to the cart and uh, kind of push it up. Uh, what do you look like in this dimension? Um, so I I look like kind of like there were a bunch of different body plans that kind of all mixed together. Um, so imagine that's kind of like a mix of Moss slash Juniper from... Uh, fame rune. Mm-hmm. Um, so has basically has mosses like overall like kind of body like uh, kind of thin but athletic. Um, very pale skin, but she's got echoes black eyes. Um, mm-hmm. Juniper's hair, um, and uh, her arms are different. So one is like a very like large muscular. One might say troll like. <laughs> Um, and the other is like very, um, like dexterous and, um, uh, and then, um, her legs are, um, identical, um, but clearly, uh, quite thin. Um, and she's, uh, yeah, she's kind of wearing like, um, uh, like a light, I would say like a light brown leather, like jacket, 
and pants with kind of a, like a rose colored like shirt underneath it. Nice. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yes. So for us as a modern audience, uh, or sorry, not a modern audience, but like a, a dumb Faerun audience, uh, very clearly still Juniper, um, but, uh, or Moss and Moss. Kind of various uh, iterations of that. Um, but in this realm, uh, Moss, you were injured um, by a uh, stray bullet some time ago that's left you in a bit of a state of flux. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, as we would imagine Juniper would in Dumb Faerun, um, it's a state you rapidly adapted to, and now you're using using that big old trolley arm to, to get this cart back up and rolling. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, the uh, uh, the mother just turns to you and just spits out this massive wad of tobacco um, chewing tobacco, and she just says, Well, I must say, I'm real glad that we found you when we did, Deputy. We couldn't possibly have gotten this cart back up and rolling without you. What do we owe you? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing? What What do you mean, what, what? This is, this is my job. But my job is to protect y'all. Yeah. It's it's my job. I don't understand. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. Just you know, back where uh, me and the little one are from in uh, uh, near winter, uh, you know, uh, even doing a job, people expect something in return. You're just doing it because you're nice. Well, you must know at Tomb Slab, we watch each other's backs. Well, fuck me sideways. I didn't <laughs> before, but I do now. Uh. Come here, little Lucinda. Looks like we're going to Tomb Slab. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, they um, they uh, thank you heartily, and um, uh, she gets the donkey and she says, uh, Come on, hot ass, we're making new tracks. Uh, and the donkey, just like, who's clearly been dragging this cart past Tomb Slab, it's just like, full Charlie Brown shoulder slump um, and just kind of like awkwardly shuffles the, the cart around and the cart continues to roll. Um, as uh, Moss, um, you uh, sort of wheel your chair around to see um, uh, the sheriff uh, returning um, with uh, a prisoner in tow. Uh, and Butthole, uh, you see, uh, do you think you've seen Moss enough to recognize that this is... Her, or would you assume so, just a changeling? Um, now, it is very, I want to be clear, like, it is, like, Juniper's hair and, like, Crunge's arm, Mrs. Paisley's arm, Grandpa Warwick's legs. Like I think he's seen enough of the collected characters mm -hmm. that if it had just been Moss, he would have gone changeling, because I don't know if he could recognize Moss versus yeah. other changelings, just with a complete lack of exposure and kind of a different bone structure than yeah. the traditional humanoids. But I think if you're adding in all of the other characters he's interacted with at one point or another, then he might have a chance. He wouldn't be sure, but he... Also, I think realistically, knowing what you do about the other dimensional stuff, the, the fact that it does seem that often people kind of bump into each other again... Um, Quinny and, and Moss being a team doesn't strike you as incredibly strange. It actually kind of seems fitting in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. It's got that kind of like interdimensional, like, eh, maybe people are always friends. Um, yeah, so I guess we're staggering forwards. He's like, hey, wait, are you Juniper? Excuse me, but who told you the name of my chair? 
Well, I, I listen, I sort of know you from another tip. Okay, so first of all, hi, I'm Butthole, chained up, only wearing my underwear. Uh, can I get some water or like a poncho? Because I'm going to get a wicked sunburn. Quinny takes a drink from his canteen and visibly offers it to Moss first. <laughs> well, I goes uh, like, like he'll, hold, he'll hold it up and if you want uh, it. It's, it's very kind, but I've got my water skin beside me here. All right. And so then he'll he'll uh, motion for you to take it from him, to like come on up to his horse and then take the uh, the canteen. No, oh, thank you. You know, it's one of those nice things to just have a friend like this. And and while Butthole's drinking, Quinny will take that opportunity to be like, <laughs> like now that he's not able to talk, <laughs> <laughs> Quinny will, will be like, uh, this here's Red Reggie from the Tingling Boys. Red Reggie? Yeah, in the flesh. I mean, I didn't quite recognize him at first either, but I figured it was because I'd never seen him in this state of undress before. Laura, can you roll me a history check, please? Yeah. Oh, natural one. Um, so as we established, Moss, you, uh, you know, you, you like taking care of Tomb Slab, but, uh, you know, you, you didn't exactly sign up for this. Um, I think... Uh, as with a lot of uh, the things that uh, sheriff, like the fact that a, a proper sheriff came to town was pretty exciting for you. Um, you know, um, you didn't uh, get to know uh, Sheriff Mudbutt too much before he left, um, hmm. but um, you know, he seemed like not the most reliable sheriff. Um, but um, when Sheriff Quinney arrived, um, you immediately kind of felt like, okay, you're in good hands. And I, I think a, a good way to, to think about this is like he legitimately because Quinny always has a plan, it seems like he really fucking understands what's going on in the Old West. So I don't think you necessarily know who Red Reggie is, but if Quinny's bringing him up that way, it's it's like, oh, yeah, like, it. I think with a natural one, you would take it as a fault in your understanding, not in mm-hmm. anything else. And unfortunately, you don't know his list of crimes, which is quite extensive. Yeah. He's, he's a notorious outlaw. But I, I also, like, don't, I don't want to show that, I like, I don't know this in front of... Red, Red Reggie. Reggie, like I don't, so I will just go along with like, ah, yes, the notorious Red Reggie. One and the same. I think he's been out in the sun a little too long, though. He's coming up with some <laughs> rather strange stories about me himself as well. And uh, I guess you too. He, I don't know if you two, I don't think you two ever met, but he just called you on your chair. Well, to be honest, like it is carved in the shape of juniper like branches with berries um, on the handle. And with that, you kind of pat uh, the arms of your combat wheelchair, which is uh, your, your means of conveyance. Fucking uh, combat wheelchair. Fucking combat wheelchair. <laughs> um, so um, carved in natural uh, shapes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so should I take that to mean uh, little metal or no metal? Um, it would be metal on like all, um, like the, uh, Sorry, I'm trying to think of the words of it. Um, for like the frames and like spokes of the wheels. Sure. Yep. Um, but would then would then be like covered in um like wood to protect so the spokes couldn't get like damaged. Cool. So like basically it's basically um, like armor. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so wood woodware would make sense to be ornate yep. and carved and then like metal reinforcement for armor. Totally. Um, Cause yeah, you've got a couple upgrades on it. Um, you have armor plating, uh, you've got all-terrain wheels because you're in the wild west and yeah. And they're like this, uh, slanted wheels. So slanted, um, down and outwards. Right. Um, for if, like stability. 
if anyone's seen um, Murderball, it's like uh, or any uh, Olympic wheelchair sport, it's it's like that level, so that it yeah. it is a lot more uh, all terrain. Um, great, and obviously you have pouches and, and all that fun stuff. Um, what pouches. weapons do you have? Um, occurs to me, I actually don't know. Um, I've got um a maul, so it's in um, so it's kind of beside me on my left hand side, and like kind of like sticking out of a pouch, almost like I think of like how almost how you um carry like a standard almost yep yep great <laughs> um and then i have um a gun that's like mounted like a mounted pistol awesome that i can i so can like, like trigger predator shoulder gun style yeah like yeah basically on the chair yeah and it can like move around amazing awesome. um and i assume the mall is on the crunch arm side right Oh, yes, on the crunch arm. Gotcha. Beautiful. And Dexter controls for Mrs. Paisley's arm on the right for the pistol. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and one of the uh, the features of the combat wheelchair, which is an amazing piece of design, uh, which obviously we'll put in the the credits and, and everywhere else. Um, but uh, one of the cool things about it is uh, it has built-in um, like artificer enchantments that let you uh, work all that sort of shit uh, off of whichever armrest you want. So... That's, I love that. Super dexterous, shoosting hand on the controls, and then like smacky, yep. smacky, punch, punch hand. Cool. Very cool. Um, excellent. Um, so, uh, Butthole, um, you've now gotten a bit more context um, from uh, Moss and Sheriff Quinney. Um, how do you think you would interact with, other than obviously like you you drink your water, you, fi you finish your, your sip. Um, well, he responds to that, Quinny and Moss, what uh, you can figure out if you would give him a poncho or something or, or what kind of clothes you'd give him so he's no longer Walter Whiting it. Um, but Ryan, with, mm -hmm. uh, with what you've got, what, how do you respond? All right, so I think I'm putting together what's going on here. So I hate to be awkward, but I'm not Reg Reggie or whatever you keep calling me. Uh, my name's Butthole, and I'm here from another <laughs> dimension. So there was a portal... And I fell through, I guess. Something hit my foot after I blew up a kraken from inside its tummy. And then I was here and I woke up in the desert, which is why all my, if we go back like half a day, you'll totally see that I had medieval armor because my world's different than this. We don't have whatever that is. And he just points at Quinny's gun or like those hats and that chair is cool. We don't have those, I think. I don't know. I don't travel that much, but I also travel. Like, I feel like he's just started blathering now because yeah. he's not sure. He's... Okay, so I'm going to point. I'm not Red Reggie. Red, Red Reggie. I am Butthole. I look like Reggie because he's my brother. But from another dimension, this is a different one. In other words, please don't give me to a gang. Um, <laughs> and Quinny, like, wordlessly looks to Moss. To, like basically conveying like did i tell you or did i fucking tell you we should this get this man a poncho shit. immediately <laughs> um <laughs> amazing so um yeah ryan as you continue to to ramble um i think like after that it starts to get more incoherent in the realm of like i don't travel that much but i do travel but i also only travel very specifically <laughs> and actually i haven't seen that much of the world and the parts i have seen are usually really scary because people are, like it's just that like verbal <laughs> diarrhea um because also i should point out um when you woke up in the desert, it's not like you just like fell out of the thing and you were there. Like you're actually kind of there for a while, and like you you've been drifting in and out of consciousness. Uh, you were very soggy when you arrived, so you had some some moisture to burn off. Um, but yeah, you're you're in, you're in rough shape, uh, and I think um, Quinny and Moss, you can tell like um, Quinny, what would uh, what do you think the the term for like 
like left to walk alone in the desert madness is in yeah what is this world space madness yes exactly thank you that's all i wanted i just want uh, that steve buscemi armageddon space madness as it'd you know. be folksy right so uh, yep. sun sickness is mm. what we call it oh, yeah. i like it so he's got the sun sickness bad yeah um, i got it real bad because my mom died <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Ryan. What does uh, what does the poncho uh, they give you look like? I like that um, we somehow within like half an hour of this game got you into a Clint Eastwood man with no name outfit. It really <laughs> makes me so happy. Yeah, that's what he always wore in the movies: ripped tidy whiteies and a poncho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, even in Grand Torino, he was like, "Get off my lawn!" Also, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he, he's got a poncho. I feel like it's that same sort of like rings of color that are probably faded and kind of dirty, like red, probably like a worn green to like a yellow at its core. And I feel like it's intended to be worn in the way a poncho looks good, but he doesn't actually really know how to wear it. So instead, it's sort of tied around like you would see a granny wear a babushka. Like it's just around the head tied in and then it's probably short because he's very tall so i think it, pr- it it ends up being like a skirt that probably wouldn't clear a high school inspection like it's just <laughs> below the tidy whiteies and you see a flash <laughs> of his butt uh if he like bends over right okay so as as we pan across um we you know we freeze frame on moss uh and uh in swirling script we see the good we pan across Quinny. We see the bad with a question mark in a bracket. Um, and then we pan across to your ass flapping the wind. We say, and the butthole. Um, and when that time unfreezes and uh, you make your you start making your way back towards Tomb Slab. Uh, unfortunately, um, these are dangerous parts. Uh, so I need all of you to please roll me a perception check. Wow, wow, wow. Ugh. Nine. 22. With my new altered stats, 12. Great. <laughs> um, so, um, Quinny, um, you're riding uh, Juniper. Or sorry, uh, I'm going to do this all night. I apologize. Um, okay. Uh, Moss, uh, I would assume you would have um, folded your chair up and, and mounted a, a horse rather than, uh, or would you wheel all the way back to Tomb Slab, do you think? Or do you do that like that thing they do at the race, the horse races where you like cart onto a horse and then go behind it in the chair? It's actually not a bad idea, but honestly, like with a like uh, we're not going fast enough. I, I, I'm like pr- I'm really adept in the chair, mm-hmm. so it's it's I don't think it's anything over this train for for me okay, to, to wheel myself. Yeah, cool. Um, so um, then it's it's sort of uh, you in the chair, Quinny on the horse, and. Um, Butthole still being kind of like dragged behind, but at least you have a poncho and some water. Um, Quinny, I assume then you're on point, um, which also just is a, a fairly Quinny thing. Also, just the idea of like Quinny, <laughs> mounted Quinny is funny to me because it seems like such a, a a counterintuitive thing for his normal like, no, I want the shadows and everything else. And it's just like, just riding a fucking horse. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like everyone else is like lower to the ground and stealthy. You're just like, fucking, I'm up here. What's up? Um, Tom, am I injured in any way after having had my ass kicked on my journey? I mean, absolutely, mm. yes. And that will be reflected by the different character sheet you're working from. <laughs> Got it. I was just trying to figure out, because I imagine he would try to like summon up his powers and cure his own Ah, uh, yes. Um, so uh, you... Can you roll me a wisdom save, please? Or actually, no, constitution save. Constitution save. All right. 
17. 17. Uh, okay, despite the sunsickness, um, you are able to um, uh, kind of shake it off enough to uh, to attempt to, to heal yourself. Um, you uh, you almost feel, uh, well, first of all, describe, it's been a hot second. How do you, uh, what, what horrific fart magic that I hate do you use to try and heal yourself? Um, I feel like what happens is he focuses and because he's in like a different position than usual, um, he would fart and then like a, a ghostly rainbow version of his underwear would would float out back from him and then float up and onto his head sort of like an underwear hat mm-hmm. and then try to heal rain down on himself of, of course. with the magic. Of course that's how it would work. How could yeah. it work any other way? I'm sorry yeah, to ask. I, me too. I don't know why you wasted all of our time. <laughs> yeah, I'm ashamed. Uh, this will be my last ADMing. Um, I'm mentally adding the fact that I am forcing you to walk by having you on a lead. And so it's just each step is like... As you kind of push. Yeah, that's the sound of him recovering. Yeah. Yep. Um, Wonderful. So uh, that's what you attempt uh, to do. Uh, instead, the the rainbow underwear kind of flutters out behind you, um, and almost uh, like when people inexplicably tie leads to their their fan, so it just like blows things out. A, a few of the rainbows kind of uh, f- uh, flitter out and hit you in the the lower back and the butt and like the, the upper thighs. They do heal you a little bit, um, bringing you up to your current HP. Um, but uh, unfortunately, don't get your cool rainbow hat um, because unlike when um, Quinny accidentally wished Moonhammer into existence and bereft you of, of her gifts, um, here it just feels like she's really fucking far away. And so her, her standard blessings... Um, seem incredibly, incredibly distant uh, to you. So you are able to heal up a little bit, um, but you get the sense that uh, it's almost like um, spark, if you were trying to like cast a fireball and you just got sparks, um, you're just, you're, you're, you're disconnected um, by distance and perhaps uh, other things. It doesn't feel the same as her being completely outside of your existence. It just feels very distant. Um, for us, the, the, the sort of like players, um, Similar to Alan's experiences in um, 2099, for truly, this is a godless land. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, see, I love all of this. I just have an obnoxious technical question, which is knowing we're shifting to these like altered character sheets. How many spell slots do I have? Do you just want like the generic total number of spell slots I have, or do you just want to give me a number? Currently, um, uh, on so um, we're playing um, a GM binder um, 5e conversion. So the good news is this is all D&D. There's no uh, new rules or, or confusing new mechanics. It's all the standard mechanics. The only difference is we're using the appropriate characters from that system for our characters here. Um, so you'll definitely hear some some different things as we go. Um, Ryan, what this means for you is right now with magic being so far away, uh, I'm going to say uh, the only spell you actually have um, that would have slot value at this point is uh, Cure Wounds, um, which uh, I'm going to say if you focus all of your might, you can snap off once uh, per day. Okay. So consider it a, a one, one done. Um, you will note uh, you do have a cantrip. Um, on your sheet, yep. which is which is reusable, but do keep in mind you're not bereft of magic. You're just um, it's dulled. That's all I've got. Yeah, that's all I got in me on like the bat. I, I'm on the, I'm at like that two percent on the phone battery. One hundred percent. But then I got to charge. And it's all day also because because like you had to blow a ton of magic in order to blow up the techno kraken. Like a lot of it's funny because for us this has been like 
the the world's longest year since that arc happened. Um, but uh, well, I suppose the war was pretty long, but those happened. Um, but um, for us who don't have to deal with that, this has been a pretty fucking long time since we last recorded. But realistically, like it was, you know, you you fully Joss Whedon TV show finaled yourself. Um, so. Uh, I think also for you then, um, not fully understanding that this is in fact a godless world, you would probably just take this as like, oh, I'm really hurt. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done. Yeah. Fair enough. I did good. I can't get greedy. Uh, <laughs> and then he'd keep walking, but be a little disappointed he doesn't have farts on his head. Yeah. I mean, the toots are still happening, but that's just nature. Um, Quinny, you um, you hear uh, a telltale scuffling. And uh, unfortunately, scuffling around these parts uh, usually means uh, about one of two things. A, you're going to encounter some kind of critter that maybe you can eat later for a tasty dinner, or B, uh, y'all are about to get ambushed. And unfortunately, in this case, it's the latter. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Hello, everyone. It's Tyler Hewitt here, just taking a little break from the show to let you know that Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. Yeah. Did you know that? Have you heard about this? We've got a Patreon, and we've got a bunch of different tiers for you to subscribe at, the lowest one being just $1 per month, and with that, you actually get one of my favorite perks. You get access to our patron-only Discord. You've got a lot of fans hanging out on there already. It's very active. Uh, we hang out on there. We're active uh, and part of the Discord as well. We've got one of my favorite channels is the Questions for Cast channel, 
where you can ask us about our process, about our characters or anything like that, but also just like personal, you know, kind of get to know us questions as well. Uh, and I like getting to know the fans of our shows uh, on this Discord. So it's been great so far. I highly recommend it. You should head over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. One more time, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you there. You have uh, a moment to react as uh, you see uh, bandits beginning to kind of like do that crouch run up to the uh, the lip of the, uh, the the mesas on either side, the boots and mesas. Um, what do you do? Uh, this guy, the kind of double-edged sword of finding Red Reggie. It's like, now that we've got him, we've got to protect him or else we are so fucking dead if word gets back that we've got him and we lost him like he died in our mm-hmm. care so i take out um i take out a knife and i cut the lead on my end so you just got a loose length of rope that falls from my horse uh, butthole oh uh, thank you and i am off of goblin jr on my feet um and i uh i give him a smack in the ass on my way down so he just starts to clop off Mm-hmm. Um uh, uh and I just say uh Moss on the left and and Moss and I have rolled together enough that she now knows too that like we're about to get into it. Cool. Um yeah. I will say uh Tyler on your sheet you'll note um you have two pistols. So you've got your like good pistol uh mm-hmm. and then you've got like a regular pistol. Right. Um because uh based on all the western films I've ever seen no true gunslinger carries one gun like a <laughs> fucking scrub. Yeah. Um, do you toss the other pistol or your knife to uh, butthole, or is that a bridge too far on the Red Reggie front? Um, I know Red Reggie's super dangerous, and mm. I don't know what he's playing at right now, but if I let him get away, he's not going to get far on foot. I can just call... Goblin Jr. back. That's no problem. Goblin Jr. and I have a great rapport. <laughs> uh, and we've trained a whole bunch of tricks with him and stuff like that. Um, so I'm not worried about him escaping, but giving him a weapon seems too dangerous currently. Gotcha. Totally um, fair. But I, I am prepared to revisit that at um, any moment's notice. <laughs> yeah, at uh, at a 2 HP left before you die's notice, uh, yeah. you revisit it. Yeah. Um, Okay, great. Um, so uh, as uh, uh, Moss, you kind of like turn to cover the left. Um, Quinny, you turn to cover the right. Uh, Butthole, what do you do with uh, the rope free? And you see them kind of um, dropping into a classic. We're about to get attacked from above pose. Uh, I feel like he would probably turn to face to Moss's left. Because if, if Quinny yelled Moss to your left, he would assume that's where the bad guys are coming from. So he's probably facing the same way as Moss. Yep. He's not entirely sure, but he has had enough military training that I feel like he'd totally. be hands out as much as possible. <laughs> I feel like he'd look like a wrestler in one of those handcuff matches. <laughs> like he's just turned now and he's ready for something, but he doesn't know what. Uh, okay, fantastic. Um, so um, with that, um, you uh, you see a, a flash of brilliant green uh, up on the, the ledge. Um, and... Uh, uh, Quinny, you recognize this as um, an elven gang of bandits 
Um, they are uh, the high leaves. Um, and uh, with um, a series of, of whistles that will be familiar to anyone else who suffered through crouching through the bushes in uh, Last of Us 2 with me, um, they uh, are clearly signaling to each other with whistles. And uh, Quinny, you've been around enough to know that uh, you don't necessarily know what each whistle means, but you know it probably means death. Um, <laughs> You will get uh, one free action um, before we roll for initiative. Um, up on the ridge right now, there is um, there are two elves on the left um, armed with um, rifles. Um, and uh, there's one on the right who's like, she's a big, beefy motherfucker. Um, and uh, she's got um, kind of those uh, Captain America in um, Infinity War uh, Wakanda gauntlets. Um, so that are kind of like equal parts shield and like armor punch. Um, and uh, you can see her like barreling juggernaut style towards the 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 rim to jump down. Um, what do you do? Uh, i'll uh, I'll shout uh, specifically to no, just to anyone. i'll I'll just shout out like, get to cover. Uh, and I will um. Uh, I will move uh, for some coverage, but uh, only after I try to fire off a shot at one of these um, elves. Okay, great. Uh, so go ahead and roll. First roll of the game, everybody. <laughs> uh, well, first well, attack first roll, combat attack roll. roll. Yeah, yeah. first my real nat, roll. My nat one was the first roll. Fuck. All right. You know, try uh, and dig you out of a hole, Laura. <laughs> I'm, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I'm just firing frostbite right now. Um, yep. That's a uh, uh, plus five. That's an 18 to hit. Oh, yeah, nice. that'll definitely hit. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Plus three. That's uh, 11 damage. Cool. Um, so you uh, blast uh, the uh, uh, the bandit um, just like squarely in the in the the ribs, uh, and uh, you just see the um, and it, and I, I truly want you to imagine like worst laziest Lord of the Rings wood elf design, um, mm. but if it had been in the desert for a long time, <laughs> so just like you know that classic like green ninja garb that they're they're so popular with giving them. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, you get uh, the the green, the faded green, um, rapidly becomes uh, expanding red, <laughs> um, and um, the uh, the elaborate um, series of whistles um, suddenly turns to like, oh, jeez, I'm shot. <laughs> um, you uh, you've done some square, uh, some hot damage uh, to this elf. Uh, we're gonna call this one um, uh, the Hat Bandit. Uh, so this bandit has a particularly Nice hat um, that I will leave vague for specific plot reasons. Um, and uh, Hat Bandit is uh, real fucked up. Um, still alive, but barely hanging on. Um, his uh, partner is uh, the Bald Bandit, um, and uh, she's the other one with the rifle. And then um, we've got uh, the Juggernaut on the other side. Okay just for ease of our description. You can hear more of them coming. Um, this is definitely like a, you know, stampede in the Lion King situation where like people are going to come spilling over the edge. Um, but if you can at least take out the snipers um, and uh, deal with that, that'll be, that'll be good. Um, and I'm sorry, Tyler, you were firing at one of the rifle 
rifle elves, correct? Or were you firing at the juggernaut? If you were telling me that I went right, I would fire at who's on the right side. Okay, so you're at, uh, yeah, so you, you shot Hat Bandit, Juggernaut's coming up on the left. Okay. Um, cool, great. Uh, good first round, sir. Um, Laura, what does Moss do? Um, uh, how far away is Juggernaut right now? Um, still up on, on top of the, uh, the Mesa or the Butte. Uh, I don't know what the proper term for it is, but um, basically, like, you can see them just, like, coming up to the edge, and there's that moment, despite being a, a bit of a berserker, there's that moment of do I leap or do I like <laughs> quickly like climb down? And there's just enough hesitation that you, you get a free shot if you want it um, up on top of the ridge, definitely out of melee range. If that's what you're asking, cause you guys are at the bottom. Yeah. Um, but in range of my pistol. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well then let's shoot. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, I'm going to try to not go for a kill shot. Cool. If I can. I mean, there's a lot of juggernaut to hit, so that's that's a reasonable yeah. thing to, to try for. So, you know, I don't know, leg or something. Sure. <laughs> um, oh, yikes. That's uh, a 10 to hit. Um, as you um, play with the targeting uh, mechanism, uh, the gun over your shoulder, just like does that classic like tr target tracking piece that uh, the Predator like shoulder cannon does or Iron Man mm -hmm. shoulder cannon, depending on your, your fandom um, where it's just like good shot, good shot. And you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to kill shot. So at the last second you tilt it down. And unfortunately in doing so it pings off the rock uh, in front of Juggernaut um, who whistles nice shot asshole. But to you, it just sounds like whistles. Um, and I, I yell out like next one goes in your head. That was a warning. Um, <laughs> Hang on. Make it till you make it. She does not believe you. Um, no. Quinny from the other side is like, <laughs> it's like me giving you the heads up was the warning. Now kill him. Uh, butthole, <laughs> what do you do? Uh, is there anything around that looks like cover? Because I was yelled at to go to cover. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's rocks uh, around. It looks a bit like a Star Wars set. So there's just like random, presumably styrofoam rocks nearby. Um, so yeah, you, you could scramble for cover if you want. I think he was instructed to go for cover. And while, while he's doing that, he'll just yell at the others like, your cannons are really loud. Like he hasn't had gunfire in any sense. It's like disturbingly loud for him. A man in a medieval era who's never heard that, even yeah, the laser guns. Well, were yeah, the laser guns quiet. were like, like cool pew, pew. technological yeah. yeah they were pew pew guns not like blam blam guns yeah so i think he's going to be injured guy who can't heal himself stumbling to hide behind rocks fair enough um so you you skitter in behind the rocks um what i will say is um if you want to go ahead and roll me uh let's go with perception please sir um we'll see if you can add advantage to um someone else's uh shot basically by like doing that classic prisoner in a western thing we just yell out like on the ridge to your left um that yeah i mean or we could just say that a giant man in his underwear with a flapping poncho is innately distracting as he runs <laughs> well i guess like, i'd say, I'd say <laughs> he accidentally runs but instead of running to like the closest one he manages to cross behind moss like it's an unnecessarily long run okay. as he gets confused sure so we'll say that rather than trying to actively help your companions it's 
just a panic run that is very distracting. Yeah, yeah. It's the world's largest grandma uh, hightailing it from one side to the other. I rolled a 19, so I'm imagining that might help. Yes, great. Um, so give uh, the next shot uh, disadvantage uh, from them. Rather than giving advantage to us, I'm giving disadvantage to them. Cool. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, if everyone could please roll me initiative. Oof. Bandits did not get good. Am I Nine? using 20? Ooh, I'm a 19. Fancy. Uh, am I using my initiative on my old character sheet or am I using just my dex modifier from the new one? Uh, Ryan and Laura, what did you guys just do? I used, well, my dex is the same. So I, the new one? Yeah, just uh, go straight dex then, Tyler, please. Okay, 14. Okay. And I'm sorry, I'm going to need those all one more time because everyone was very excited and I missed those. 19! 19, great. Thank you. And Ryan? Nat 20. Woo! Yeah, Ryan's was more exciting. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Butthole, uh, you're up first. You got an at 20. Um, what do you think you would be trying to do during this combat? And uh, if it is just, like, if if legitimately what you think, like, Butthole would do is just, like, duck and cover, also totally fine. Um, I'll let you convert the nat 20 to um, uh, a piece of inspiration. Cool. Um, I think what what he would do, yeah, I think the inspiration makes sense to me because I don't think he would do anything tremendous here. I think he would try for like a small piece of magic because he's got his his ranged classic blue flame. So I think he would reach down between his legs while he's in cover uh, and try to fart on his shackles as he like clangs them together to get a spark because he doesn't have anything else going for him. And he'd just be like, Blue flame! Uh, but then he farts, and instead of it soaring up over him majestically, he just farts onto his hands and sparks, and it catches fire. So his hands are on fire, and he's like, oh, this isn't good. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, he realizes it's not burning him, and he goes, well, it's not bad either. Uh, <laughs> and well, then he'll just, like, lean down, and then I'd say what he'll do probably, Tom, realistically, is hold, and if somebody comes at him, He'll hang out. Given, given that you've uh, ignited uh, your your blue flame fists, um, would you try and break the shackles? Or uh, you just trust Sheriff Quinny enough that you'll be a good boy? Because I would say with your hands on fire, I would let you roll a strength safe. Oh, yeah. Let's let's do that then. It is stupid to try to fight in these just to be nice. Okay. <laughs> um, so go ahead and roll a uh, strength save, please. And you do have your point of inspiration if you'd like to use it. Great. Um I'll save it. Uh, so my strength is currently minus one, which means I rolled a 16. Um, you feel them bend as uh, the, the, the the blue flame of Moonhammer um, slowly begins to uh, melt it away, just as it does a lot of first-time listeners' patience. Um, <laughs> uh, you're not through all the way yet, uh, but uh, even in your your weakened state, um, the uh, your, your power of flatulence is strong enough that the um, the bindings are, are weakening. Um, one more proper like hit or or effort would likely break them. Cool. Great. So then, yeah, he's just struggling with that. His hands are on fire, and he's confused. Excellent. Uh, very good. Um, next up, uh, Moss. Um, the juggernaut is still barreling towards the edge. Um, Quinny's yelling at you. What do you do? Um, you can also delay action if you want to wait for the juggernaut to get down to, to melee range. That's also an option. Yeah, I think... Um, so the juggernaut's climbing down? 
Um, Juggernaut, or- because that was a surprise round, actually hasn't. Uh, they she hesitated as she was coming up the yeah. lip. She hasn't done anything yet. Um, so you shot at her. She's still exactly where she was. Um, she's either going to, now that you're shooting at her, realistically, she's going to leap down. It was just a real, she literally looked before she leapt, which has bought you mm-hmm. a moment. Okay. Um, if she's close enough, I think I would like to plan to time basically a dash and like towards her as she lands and just yep. like ram her to knock her off her balance as she lands. Okay. Awesome. So you're going to hold action and then. Yeah. Um, use so uh, the combat wheelchair has a few um, ability uh, pieces you can use. One of which is ram. I get to um, ram her, which we've hmm. modified a little bit only because the melee attacks on our melee in this mod, this Wild West mod, are stronger than standard D and D. So think of it like a bull rush. Um, so great. So you're basically going to hold, and the minute she hits the ground, <laughs> you're going to counter charge. Yeah, uh, on the chair. That's badass. Love it. Uh, okay, great. Um, that brings us to Quinny. They rolled so badly. You guys are just getting two oh. three rounds of, of hits. Got a 12 to <laughs> 3. Dang. Like jump. Uh, I'm going to try to finish off the one that I've I've hit once already. Okay, go ahead. Of these rifles. These rife elves. Rife elves. Um, no. <laughs> plus five, so that's 18 to hit again, actually. Oh, yeah, that, that definitely does it. Two d six plus three, uh, seven and three, ten, ten damage. That'll do it. Nice. Um, you blast a, a second hole, uh, just uh, you know, a little bit north northeast of that one, um, straight through the chest. Um, the elf does the classic um, extra shot in a spaghetti western thing, where she clutches her chest. Or sorry, he the, the bald one's female. He's male. Clutches his chest uh, and then just like falls into what would normally be a giant pillow or something as an extra, but this is real life. Um, so just like tumbles off the yeah. side into the, this into is the real door. life. So this elf hits the dirt in wild West Faerun. <laughs> now let's <laughs> let the fart fire kill someone. Yeah. Real life. Um, amazing. Good work. Uh, the hat bandit is dead. Um, bring us to um, the bald bandit who goes, Oh no, Jerry. Um, who uh, then uh, she turns her rifle on you, Quinny. Um, or sorry, did you have a move you wanted to do at the end of your... I assume you're, you're just in like a, a pew-pew stance. For... Yeah, I'm, I'm just firing from cover. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, all right, so she's going to take a shot. Unfortunately, she is distracted by a uh, naked grandma running by. Also, you're in cover, so she's got a couple disadvantages disadvantages working against her. Uh, what is your AC good, sir? It is 12, I think. Yeah, 12. Oof. Um, the uh, the shot pings off uh, the rock in front of you. Um, you you get the sense that uh, truly the, uh, the 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 poncho butt experience that just rolled by um, uh, truly fucked up her aim hmm. uh, in a fairly significant way because I also rolled a twelve plus stuff. So good good work, butthole. You you did it. Um, <laughs> yay! <laughs> uh, that is it for the rife elves, which brings us to the juggernaut. Um, <laughs> So uh, she is absolutely going to jump down um, now. So I got to roll athletics for her. Um, yep. So she she does like a, a less than it was going to be a hell of a leap if she just committed to it, but instead it's kind of an awkward like hop. Um, yeah. So um, hops down into the gully, um, lands um, with a, kind of a, an Iron Man punch, 
Um, and then kind of like does one of those like, I'm hulking out, like roar poses where she kind of like stands up and, and puffs out her chest. At which point, uh, Moss, uh, rubber hits the road uh, if there was a road or rubber involved. Um, and uh, you make your charge. Um, so go ahead and roll me an attack roll, please, as uh, you barrel towards her. All righty. Ooh, that is a 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, man. That hits. <laughs> Um, so your goal is damage and, um, knocking her. Yeah. Oh, great. Yep. I, I do get, I do get, um, to make an unarmed strike as well. So. Amazing. Okay, great. Um, so there's one hit from the chair, then you get to make yep. one unarmed strike. And then I believe from Ram, there's also a, a knockback. Is that correct? Um, let me check. Sure. One moment. Um, Ram. So basically, I bodily slam the chair into the target. Nice. Um, if you've ever watched a game of Murder Ball, it is an alarmingly common thing, and everyone on that court is terrifying. <laughs> it is oh, okay. Terrifying. So if the attack is, oh, I'm not using Swift. No, I'm not using that feature. Um, but the target creature must succeed on a DC 14 strength save or be pushed back five feet from me. Okay, gotcha. So do you, go ahead and roll your damage from just the the, the ram itself. So the, the first cool. attack you rolled, um, do your unarmed nice. strike, and then we'll deal with that. That's nine. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so nine damage. Um, so you slam uh, into her with the, the chair. What does uh, your unarmed strike look like? Um, so what I want to do is... Um, I kind of like uh, immediately after I make contact, I kind of um, like basically use my right arm to kind of, and my um, basically, okay. <laughs> I, I wheel myself around to mm -hmm. the right, like really quickly and um, use my right arm to kind of like control uh, basically a quick pivot and mm -hmm. just like ram my troll arm, like fist Great. into her face. It's like a spinning punch. Uh, basically, yeah, spinning yeah. punch. Love it. Go ahead and roll, please. Okie dokie. And that is a 21 to hit. Damn. Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, four damage. Four damage? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and I failed the strength save. So uh, you clock her in the jaw. You hear the jaw crack. Uh, a tooth comes flying out. Um, and uh, she staggers back um, and uh, falls down uh, beside a, a large conspicuous rock uh, behind which is crouched one Mr. Butthole Farch. Uh, she is still up, but uh, is looking looking pretty rough. Um, bring us to top of the round. Um, butthole, uh, the juggernaut just fell over next to you. What do you do? Uh, I mean, it looks like the juggernauts getting their ass kicked. So I feel like he, as he is still shackled, would just run to different cover. Like, I think, again, it's just high step and grandma to further away cover. Uh, and then he would just, you know, fart on his hands again, keep that flame going and try to just get his way out of these cuffs. Okay. I kind of like to imagine you're doing that as you run. Um, so it's like oh. an awkward, like Monty Python, like tooting running dance. <laughs> um, uh, root and tootin', if you will. Um, okay, so go ahead and roll your uh, strength check. Um, I know you're at a strength disadvantage. I'm going to say you can roll this at um, uh, zero rather than minus one because your hands are on fire now and it's already damaged. Cool. 
That is a 15. Great. Uh, that's exactly what you needed to meet or beat. Um, so uh, the metal twists and bends and then finally breaks, um, allowing you to scoop up a nifty fucking hat as you run by uh, that blew off of uh, the, the hat bandit. Uh, Ryan, what does your hat look like? This hat is um, a bright green version of the yellow hat Jim Carrey wears in the mask. Like it's got that same long floppy Yay. brim, the one long feather uh, it's like a slightly Western version. Like we're not going yeah. full, full, you know, nightclub, but it's, it's in that vein. So. Okay, great. And it's vibrant green. So it like, it brings out the green ring and his babushka, but he can like, I feel like when he puts it pulls back and puts that on now, he's got like, you know, a little more Western. The poncho is actually fitting correctly. Cause it was never meant to be tied in a babushka <laughs> form. Yeah. Like mm. in order to get the hat to sit correctly, you accidentally untie the babushka and it just perfectly unfolds into what a poncho should look like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Love it. Um, okay, great. So um, you, you kind of um, scurry into cover uh, and duck down, um, bringing us to um, uh, Moss. You dumped your initiative lower in the order. So that'll bring us to Quinny. Uh, let's start on this other uh, rifle. Tough elf? elf. Bald, bald elf. Bald <laughs> bandit. The bald bandit. You can tell which one it is because they're the bald one. Yes. Uh, this is going to be a 10 to hit. Unfortunately, that will not do it. Um, the uh, the bright sun reflecting off of her spectacularly chrome dome uh, blinds you for a moment and uh, your shot goes wide. Um. You see uh, Butthole kind of go go rushing past you, and you hear the the you, you can see the the crack of his gauntlets. But at least he isn't trying to fight any of you or get away. He seems to legitimately just be scurrying to and from cover like Jackie Chan early in a movie before he gets really good at kicking everyone's ass. Is she um, still um, distracted by Butthole's cavorting? Uh, yes, yes. If he hadn't run from cover again, but uh, he's also wearing Hat Bandit's hat now. Uh, that's Jerry's hat. Does that mean that I have advantage? You know what? Yeah, sure. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, thanks. Go ahead there, Sheriff Quinny. It's not much better. That's a 12. Uh, unfortunately, no dice. Uh, so you, you snap off uh, another shot, but you are also distracted by this this sight and your, your potential quarry getting away. Um, so uh, you, you miss. Um, you also get the sense that if you aren't able to wrap this up rather soon, uh, the reinforcements will arrive and this will get a hell of a lot hairier. Um, bringing us to uh, the Juggernaut. Um, she um, struggles up um, and just kind of glowers at you uh, with a bloody, slightly toothless mouth, Moss, um, and says, Good hit. Now try mine. Uh, and she's going to charge you. Uh, what's your AC? My AC is 14. All right, so she rushes in, takes two hits. Uh, one will hit. Um, I would like, if uh, if possible, I would like to use a reaction to parry, which increases my AC to 16. Unfortunately, it won't make a difference. But, ah! uh, nice try. Um, bright idea. <laughs> no, like legitimately worth, <laughs> worth doing. Um so um, you're going to take uh, seven points of damage. Woof. Um, and can you please uh, roll me a... Um, maybe we'll go with a constitution save uh, as uh, she barrels into you to see if you are knocked back. Uh, Have we got any proficiency in this? Uh, no, I'm just trying don't. to figure out. No? No. Okay. All righty. 
20 total. Uh, amazing. You quickly, like your, um, your dexterous hand just like taps the brake. Um, so she like slams into you and, um, the wheels screech, uh, against the, the force of the blow. Um, but, uh, you stay, uh, stay put, um, locked in, uh, close combat with yes. the juggernaut. Bring us to your turn. What do you do? Um, I think I'm going to do another double hit cause I can. Um, so she's just hit me. So I've kind of like, I mentioned kind of like backed off a bit. So what I no. want to do is basically, so I'm strapped in. So like at the waist, um, and like, uh, on my thighs and, and on my shins as well. So I can like kind of move around and stay put. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is kind of like turn to the left. I want to put my, um, like big, like troll arm on the ground and basically like kick up my chair to hit her with the tire. So like a breakdance tire strike? Exactly. Breakdance oh. tire strike. Love so it. it'll be one of those. And then kind of like uh, kicking back up to again, punch her with the arm. Right. So I believe one of your class abilities is you get a free, if you land, is it that you need to hit with the the first attack to get a second? Uh, it says after making an attack, you may make a single unarmed strike as a bonus Great. action. Love it. Go for so. it. All right. So, ooh, that's not going to hit. That's an eight with the tire strike. Definitely does not hit. Um, so you, you swing up um, with uh, the, the tire strike. Um, she manages to get her shields up. Um, so the tires, like, roar across um, that, bring you back down into, uh, as you follow the arc through, you kind of skitter off those and swing back around down to the ground. Okay, cool. So I'm going to try to use a momentum to pull me back. Oh, 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 awful rolling, nine. Uh, yeah, um, you, uh, you flubbed the landing, um, a, a bit because you, you were thrown off yeah. by kind of sliding across the shielding. Um, you managed to write yourself pretty quickly, but, uh, it unfortunately, um, costs you the strike. Um, the battle continues, um, bring us to, uh, the other Rife Elf, um, who, uh, is taking aim at our old pal Quinny, uh, with disadvantage because of the flapping butts. Um, ooh, wow. Uh, that is a crit fail and, uh, a nat 20. Um, truly the, um, the devil's bargain of a roll. Al alpha and omega. Uh, that's a good time to have disadvantage. Um, yes, it is. So, um, she, uh, she lines up, uh, the, the shot perfectly. And it's like, it's that classic, like we're looking down, uh, the scope, um, of, uh, the rifle as, as she brings it around to you. Uh, unfortunately, by rolling a one Quinny, what the scope picks up is you spinning your gun um, from the hip uh, to snap off a quick shot. Um, go ahead and take a shot at disadvantage. Wow, the disadvantage, I said 16 plus five, uh, 21 to hit. Um, all right. Um, she sees, uh, it's that classic like, I've got him, glint of the gun, Blast of fire. Uh, go ahead and roll your your damage. Oh, double ones plus three, five damage. Five damage. Um, all right. Uh, you blow out the scope on her gun, um, and um, kind of the the blast of of glass and metal um, hits her face. Uh, and, um, she just drops the, the rifle and she says, I'll, 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 I'll get you for this. What's your name? 
Stick your head out a little further and I'll tell you. The, fool me once. Fuck off. Um, and she uh, she takes <laughs> off running. Do you hear her just yelling? It isn't worth it. They, they killed Jimmy with the good hat. Oh, I mean, whistle, whistle. Kill Jimmy with the good hat whistle. Just fucking run. Uh, the juggernaut is like, good law friends these are, eh? Um, and then uh, raises her fist to to punch you, Moss. Uh, Butthole, you're up. I think Butthole's not cool with people randomly attacking who he assumes are his friends. So on the way over, he's yelling <laughs> like, oh man, I really hope we're not the bad guys. Uh, <laughs> he's just going to start uh, punching uh, the juggernaut with flaming fists. Uh, like probably in, in the Superman back. Punch? He's not super classy. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, just farting on a hand, bringing it up, leaping and Superman punching uh, is his hope. Work those um, kidneys. Now I'm just going to imagine that's what that Roman Reigns only gets the air by farting. That's just what oh. propels him up uh, for for fisticuffs. Um, go ahead and uh, roll your attack. Uh, I'll give you advantage because she's clearly locked in combat with Moss and isn't really paying attention to you. Cool. That is a 23 to hit. Oh yeah, that'll do. <laughs> All right. And that is. Five damage. I, I I look like a hero, but I am so soft and injured. <laughs> well, Ryan, you'll be glad to know that she looks like a badass, but she only had five health left. <laughs> um, so you just start fucking like punching the kidneys. And I think despite how hurt you are, um, all of the, uh, the, the pain um, and frustration that admittedly you didn't really get to take out on Declan, who you really wanted to, or on the Techno Kraken, um, just finally comes out. And I, I think it's it's not as, you know, bleak as a Forsaken moment. It's just a, like, it, it's a bit of an emotional release. Um, so uh, describe how you, you destroy the Juggernaut. Uh, I think it's just, like, you know, Superman punch to the back of the head, probably, like, kidney shot, Juggernaut starts to spin, Probably like shot to the chest, left jab, and then just an uppercut. Like it's just old school, like boxing fisty cuffs until the juggernaut goes down. Um, but I feel like with the flaming fists, uh, the head kind of pulps, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't mean to do that." <laughs> and then the body falls. And he's like, "Well, that was for my my mom." Uh, and then he farts, and he's like, "Then Moonhammer, of course, for Moonhammer." Uh, so, like, do we leave? Turns <laughs> to the others, confused about what happens. Quinny responds by blowing a piercing whistle, uh, and around the corner comes Goblin Jr. Uh, and uh, he mounts up, uh, and um, he undoes like a bunch of the slack of the rope that was tied around the pommel of the saddle. Pommel! I it was- That's it! Um, and uh, uh, he... Uh, he basically says, uh, he points to you, butthole, and he says, you on the horse. Uh, and he throws the rope to uh, Moss uh, and says, uh, hang on, Moss. <laughs> uh, and basically is going to attempt to do like a tailspin uh, maneuver of like riding the horse and you getting like a cool like jet ski uh, rope behind you to like. Yeah, basically a chariot maneuver. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. To yeah. just like wheel behind, but also like shoot as needed. Uh and and deal with our pursuers, but we're we're getting out of here. Yeah, so butthole climb on and just like arms around the waist, and he's like pretty thrilled about this whole setup because he doesn't get to ride horses very often, nor be this close to Quinny, who 
oh, tends to make these things weird. Uh, <laughs> so he's pleased. And you broke out of your cuffs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. totally loose. Okay. Quinny, you feel uh, large arms around your waist and realize the cuffs are no longer linked. Yeah, I was just visualizing, like, do they just, like, come down over me? But they don't because they're not bound. So they just, he just comes around, yeah? Yep. Uh, uh, listen, yep. obviously we need to race away, and please do that. But this is a really good time. So obviously she's not here, but have you ever heard of this goddess named Moonhammer? And we're just galloping. <laughs> it's just the response is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. So let me tell you about the rest. Uh, <laughs> and with with bandits uh, chasing you, uh, Moss um, firing uh, kind of like warning shots and doing that classic like escape thing where you're like shooting people off horses and stuff. Uh, um, eventually, uh, you, you find yourselves free of, of danger, um, and, uh, rounding the, uh, sort of dusty trail into, uh, into town. And that is how the word of Moonhammer first reached Tomb Slab. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. Might even be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. <laughs> Hannah is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. One might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like.
back in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> okay, okay. This thing is not playing around at all. Shit, incoming! Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities, now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? An Apocalypse. A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the Netflix guy. <laughs>